Hi there, and welcome back, and thank you so much for being patient with me. I know it's been quite a while since I have recorded an episode, um, and I've actually been wanting to for a little while, and you know my life right now. For those of you who have been listening and know me, I am back to teaching in the regular classroom, teaching third grade after a very, very long time away from the classroom, so I feel like a brand new teacher. I have that teacher tiredness. Uh, Teacher tired is definitely a thing, Uh, and it's just been, I I feel like sometimes my head is just barely above water, but it's good. God is good, and uh, here I am. So uh, I wanted to, this is definitely a squirrel episode, and I wanted to just uh, hop on and tell you some things that God's been laying on my heart. Uh, So first of all, I wanted to just give a shout out to a couple of people who have been encouraging me recently and uh, just thank them for following the Holy Spirit's leading. And really, this is what this podcast is all about. Uh, The two of them have just sent me a couple messages, uh, my friend Frida and my friend Sue, who have um, just told me how this has impacted them and the things that God has laid on my heart to share on this podcast and how it's affecting them. And the main thing that both of them, unbeknownst to them, have told me individually is that phrase that uh, actually is not my own phrase, but it's one that impacted me so much uh, the last several years. And that is, do the last thing that God told you to do and spend time with them. And then do the next thing that he tells you to do and spend time with them. So both of them have told me how that has just really impacted them. And they've encouraged me to uh, not stop doing what God is telling me to do. And uh, so I, I just appreciate that because uh, you never you never know. I mean, God, he puts something, the Holy Spirit puts something on your heart. And if you're obedient and uh, you've got confirmation from him. You you do those things. But sometimes the end result um, or the next thing that happens after you do those things might not uh, always look the way that you expected, right? Or uh, feel the way you expected it to feel. And so when you get some feedback from other people that uh, whatever that thing was that you did helped them, encouraged them, or, um, you know, however that feedback comes, it's just, it's just really great to know that, uh, yes, Lord, you asked me to do this thing and I did it. And then the results and the fruit, everything is up to you. But when you start to see that fruit and you start to see evidence of, um, your faithfulness and your obedience being, having an impact, it's just, it's kind of a, it's, it's a big deal. It's encouraging. And I just want to give, first of all, glory to God for um, just the way that he does that, the way that his Holy Spirit works, the way that he lays things on our hearts. He gives us the uh, ability to walk forward in faith because of his faithfulness. He gives us the ability, he, he equips us. So he gives us that ability to feel equipped and to be equipped to do the things that he's called us to do. He reminds us that we do it in his strength and not our own. And ultimately, all of that is because he gets the glory. Ultimately, that is the end. That is our why, so that he would be glorified. And so I just want to thank him and praise him and give him all the glory. 
And then I also want to give credit where credit is due and thank my friends. Thank my friends for being obedient to his his leading, his uh, prompting to just share and encourage. And um, I'm, I'm just definitely humbled today and just grateful. So anyway, I wanted to, so about, oh, I don't know now, maybe a month ago, I felt the Holy Spirit prompting me to get on and share something about um, my classroom, something that recently, a few things that have recently happened. And then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, who really wants to hear about my teaching adventures or what's going on in my classroom? But I knew, I just knew that that's what he was prompting me to do. And then it's just a matter of taking the time and getting on here and doing it and then getting past the whole idea of, well, it's not planned and, you know, I have to prepare this big, long thing. And so anyway, that was kind of what was rolling around in my mind. And then my friend Frida, uh, we met uh, as a as a group of women uh, from a follow-up, the retreat that we did this summer. Anyway, we met and she started talking about how this this podcast, I didn't even know she was listening to it, but how it was really encouraging her and God was using it to speak to her. And then she's, I said, oh, I, I haven't done any for so long. I need to get on and do it. And and the confirmation came through her. She said, you know, you why don't you just get on and talk about your kids? Tell us something about the classroom. So that was the confirmation I needed. And that was uh, a while ago. I don't know. It's been maybe two weeks, maybe a little longer. So here I am, <laughs> a little bit of delayed uh, obedience, but here I am nonetheless. And and what's funny, I'll I'll just share this last thing this morning when I was um, I was sitting down in my spot with Jesus, just having some prayer time with Him, and I was asking Him. I was just devoting my day to Him, surrendering my day to Him. Today is Saturday. It's my Sabbath day. I try desperately hard to just take one day for myself where I'm not in the classroom I'm not going up to school and I'm not running around working 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 but I'm truly having that rest uh, that I need that soul rest with the Lord and so I was just sitting there praying and asking him what am I what would what does he want my day to look like because I have all these things in my mind but I you know he's just reminded me come to me first so I was asking him and immediately felt like I I was supposed or heard that I was supposed to get on here and record something and then uh, right after that <laughs> all of a sudden there's like a squirrel party going on on my uh, my roof I heard all this scampering and it's just funny because obviously the title of this podcast is chasing squirrels so I just love how the Lord does little things like that and uh, sometimes confirmation comes in in big ways. Sometimes it comes in little ways. Sometimes it comes in really humorous ways. Like he has a great sense of humor. And I just, I just encourage you to when you feel that prompting from the Holy Spirit, pray about it and then look for, you have to be, you know, just on the lookout for that, those little uh, subtle confirmation, pieces of confirmation. And then sometimes they're not, not so subtle, like a big giant squirrel party on your, on your roof. So Anyway, here I am. This is a, a scroll episode, and I'm going to go ahead and share with you some things uh, recently. My recent experience in the classroom and the things that uh, God has spoken to me, the things, the ways that he's used other people in my life to uh, teach me some things too. So I want to just start by, I guess, with a little bit of confession. Um, I went into this position with definitely some expectations 
um, knowing that I had all this experience and, um, you know, teaching experience, even though it's been a while, I went in feeling like this is, I know it's going to be hard, but, you know, I I was excited and I didn't think it was going to be that hard. Well, it is that hard. (laughs) It's really, really hard. And part of it was in, in the beginning, those first few weeks, I felt very, uh, I could feel myself feeling a little bit bitter and a little bit resentful and frustrated. And I will confess that most of that was because of my own self, my own expectations, me going in and expecting things to look a certain way. I was really excited to teach again. And I found myself saying uh, numerous times in my own mind and then even verbalizing it out loud, like, I don't get to teach. I'm not getting to teach. And the main reason was because I felt like all I was doing was redirecting. I have, I love my kids so much, but I have some some challenging kids and I have three that are on a behavior plan and about three more that probably could be or should be on a plan And then I have one who has never been in school a day in his life. Uh, This was his first year in school. And I I just felt like, honestly, it felt like a three-ring circus or a six-ring circus going on in my classroom. And I I found myself getting so frustrated because every time I would try to teach, um, I I just, I couldn't teach the, the content that I was wanting to teach. And so I found myself being frustrated for a few weeks. Well, then there was, there's been a couple of things, game changers for me. Uh, One, well, the first thing is, um, you know, just the power of prayer. I I was muddling, like just drowning. Um, I can't think of a a good word. Um, Just super overwhelmed. And I get up in the morning. I mean, this has not changed. I get up in the morning and I spend time with the Lord and pray about things, but I could I could feel myself um, so anxious, and I know that that's not from him. And so started to just kind of analyze or reflect on that and realize that I was depending so much on my own strength. And I was praying, but I hadn't asked for anybody to pray for me. And so that was one of the big game changers is I reached out to a lot of prayer warrior friends that I know and started asking for prayer. And I, why I didn't, didn't do that sooner, or why we, I'm speaking to you too and asking you, why don't we do that sooner? Why? Prayer should be our first priority, and often it is our last resort. And I don't understand. I still like, why? Why had I been muddling along and just getting so frustrated? And even though I'm, I I was praying, why didn't I reach out? Why? Why? Why do we sometimes fail to reach out for prayer? Do we think that maybe we're bothering another person or does it or do we um, does it make us feel like maybe we're falling short or we should be able to handle things on our own? But regardless, the Lord instructs us in his word that uh, where two or more are gathered, he is there. He instructs us to pray without ceasing. He instructs us to have other people praying for us in the gap. I think about um, just so many, so many instances in the Bible where his, his people interceded for other people. So we know that that's a good thing to do. And for whatever reason, I know I'm, I do it. You probably do it too. Sometimes we 
we just forget. So anyway, that was the first thing I started reaching out for prayer. And honestly, like it brings tears to my eyes because almost instantly the next day things changed. It's like the atmosphere changed for me. And so uh, that was one big thing. Um, Another big thing was my mom and my stepdad came out for a visit and they were, they, it was awesome. It was such a great visit. And they spent almost a whole week in my classroom with my kids, uh, observing, participating, helping. They helped so much with this uh, writing, the, the editing, the revising and editing of their first personal narratives. And there's no way that we could have accomplished that without their help. It, it, it was just amazing to have them there. And the kids even, one of the kids even said, I couldn't have done this without you. It was so sweet. But the second game changer is that shift in perspective. So I had told them, and and my stepdad is a retired teacher. He taught um, fourth grade for 30 years. And then my mom also was in education. She was a speech pathology assistant. So they know, they know kids, they know working with kids. And I had told them what I had just expressed in the very beginning of this uh, episode that I was so, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because I'm not teach. I can't, I don't feel like I get to teach. Well, to have that outside perspective of somebody who could see from a different angle, the outside looking in, he, Al, said to me, you think you're not teaching, but you are doing things that are making a difference. And you're still working on those routines and procedures. And you have this bag of tools that you're drawing on. And it's working. I can see it working. They both told me that. We can see it working. And then my mom, it was just so sweet. My mom's never seen me teach. So to have her in there and to just to hear her say, you're a really good teacher. I'm proud of you. Uh, that was a that was a game changer for me too. So the second thing, the first thing is prayer calling on others to pray. And then the second thing was perspective, like having a total different perspective and getting an outside perspective and looking at things differently and realizing, um, yeah, I can feel, I feel like I'm not teaching, but I really was. And then right after he said that, I started to notice. It's like I, it's like I, the blinders came off and I started to notice, yeah, this is working. And oh my goodness, it just, again, the atmosphere, uh, maybe it was just the atmosphere in my own mind or my own soul. I don't know, but the atmosphere changed. And then another thing, this was a huge game changer for me. A good friend of mine, a colleague, her name's Suzanne, she posted something on Facebook and it was a a big quote passage from a book that she uh, had read from a professional in our field. And I can't remember exactly what that was, but her little reminder was she, it was a it was a post that had come up that she was reposting. It was from like a year or two ago, but she put at the top of it just a reminder for all of us, you know, back to teaching that we are teaching people, we're teaching children, people, not the curriculum, not a curriculum. And so that really affected me because I I had been thinking. I'm not getting, I'm not teaching, I'm not teaching, I'm not teaching. Well, I I don't, I wasn't, and I still don't always get through all of the lesson plans, like all of the curriculum, because 
some of them aren't ready and I do still spend time redirecting and I don't always get through all of the things that I want to get through but that reminder of the, the truth like I could hang my hat on this this truth that we I'm not teaching that curriculum I'm actually teaching the kids and to meet my kids right where they are and to teach them what they need in that moment and sometimes it's just going over to the carpet and sitting in a circle and having a little powwow having a family meeting having a class meeting and dialoguing about what's happening right then you're if if I sat here and told you all of the stories of my kids and their their experiences and their background and what they're dealing with it would it would break your heart it would break your heart um and they god just reminded me yes they need the curriculum yes they need to learn yes you're trying to help them uh become better um become more educated right to equip them but also the main thing is to just love them and I think um, that that lo- that word love I know we throw it around um, pretty easily we say we love this or we love that but God is love and above all else he re- he calls us to love him and love others and so he just reminded me you know if you show up you're showing up Trish and you are loving these children in my name and you are pouring out your love my love through you on them that that is what you're there for uh, and the rest will follow so uh, I just want to encourage you today in whatever situation that you are in are you loving are you loving well Uh, how can you allow his love to flow through you in that situation Uh, especially the the people who might be um frustrating you or challenging you or um you know that you look at it and go darn if it if it weren't for this you know this situation this person I, my life would not feel so stressed or whatever uh, we are we are here for people you know god made us relational and he put people in our life for a reason um even if that person might be a sandpaper person, I, I like to call that person that might rub you the wrong way or the person who might be challenging you or wearing you out. He specifically put those people in our lives to uh, grow us, to make us more like him, to develop the characteristics and the qualities in us that are more Christ-like. And um, I want to end with a little story about that. So of my six uh challenging students there's one there's one that I uh my heart is just my heart's all over the place for this kid I love this kid so much but the first day of school when he came he had never been in school a day in his life and the first day when he came we went to the cafeteria he didn't know how to do school but not really um very uh just a very rough situation at home Anyway, um, I, it's the first day of school and we go to the cafeteria for lunch and he tells me he doesn't know how to do lunch and he's very anxious. And I said, that's okay. I'll, I'll walk with you. So we, we go up to where, you know, the, the woman, the cafeteria uh, worker is helping them check out. And I said, well, just go ahead and spell your last name. And he goes, I don't know how to do that. And I go, well, what is your last name? And he said, I don't know my last name. I think it's this. And, uh, I knew then, like, okay, we have, there's a big hurdle here. So time went on. 
this this poor boy, he he didn't know how to act appropriately in school. He would roll around on the carpet a lot. He would just be doing all sorts of things that, you know, rather than just listening and learning and um, can't, can't, you know, wasn't reading or writing at that time much at all. He could write his name, but that was about it. And uh, very young too, immature. So his birthday is in August. And I, I, and a couple of other of my colleagues started talking and thinking, you know, he, it might be better for him to go back to second grade just because he's so far behind. And, and you could tell it really affected him, you know, and it still does that he's behind. Kids kids are very uh, painfully aware when they are not measuring up to their um, their peers, just like, just like we do. We compare ourselves. And so anyway, we had a, a staffing on him, and I was trying to push for having him put back in second grade and we're already three weeks in and part of me is thinking this is where he belongs it would be better the gap wouldn't be so big and then the other part of me is thinking I just love this kid and I I don't want him to leave my classroom but I want what's best for him well we had the staffing and my principal the the team decided that probably yes this would be a good move for him but my principal didn't agree and I'm going to be honest I was really frustrated and a little bit angry at first and because I part of me just thought well this would be the best thing for him to go back to um, second grade or just start in second grade he's never been in school and then on the and then I'm going to confess this too part of me is thinking it would it would be one less um, one less thing for me to have to deal with in the classroom because I have all these other concerns and I felt I, I felt like that was self, you know, selfishly, I did think that I will confess that. And anyway, after the decision was made, I knew that, um, okay, this is reality. What, you know, how are you going to deal with this? And uh, he just slowly became uh, my why, you know, there's a there's 18 whys in my classroom, 18 little sweet children that are definitely I show up for every day, and they are my why. But this boy, He's my big, big, big why. And uh, the first story that he wrote, it's amazing. He didn't write it, but he dictated it. And I, you know, typed it for him. It would blow your mind, the vocabulary and the imagination and the organization. It's incredible. It is so incredible. So uh, I accidentally printed two of his stories when I printed them out. And so he drew a picture on one and he gave it to me and said, this one's for you. And it's on my fridge because every day I get to see that and remember why. One of the reasons, one of the big reasons why I'm showing up. And then um, he is... I have had children in the past. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in the classroom, so I can't recall exactly, but a lot of kids, you know, write down little notes to you that say, I love you, Mrs. McCarthy, or whatever. I don't really recall that many people, that many kids actually verbalizing that. But this boy tells me every day, multiple times a day, I love you, Mrs. McCarthy. And he says it with the most genuine heart, and it just pierces me it just oh and he gives the biggest bear hugs every day and I know I know that God handpicked him to be in my classroom and so looking back on that day when I was frustrated and thinking why why can't she move him to second grade I am so grateful that God knew better he knew what this boy needed and he knew what 
I needed. And that was for him to be in that classroom. And his his dad, his mom, this boy's mom passed away in February. And um, it's just been, it's been a tough road for the whole family. Um, and his dad has told me numerous times, I can't tell you how grateful I am that he is in your class. And then yesterday I got to meet uh, his adopted aunt and uncle who have come into his life and just offering a lot of support to he and his siblings. And they, the the woman said to me, um, he talks about you constantly. He loves you so much. And to think, to think that I wanted him out of my classroom, to think that that's what I thought was best for him. God knew better. And so I just want to encourage you today. Sorry, I didn't know I'd be this emotional, but I just want to encourage you today that if you have a situation in your life that just seems so like you want it removed, if you have a person in your life that you wish could just be removed, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a neighbor, I don't know. But just, I would just encourage you to have a different uh, perspective on that and go to God with that. And ask him to show you how that situation and how that person, how he wants to use that situation and how he wants to use that person in your life. But not only that, how he wants to use you in that person's life or in that specific situation, because God knows best. His ways are higher than ours. His ways are better than ours. And we think we know what's best, but we, we don't always. His ways are better and his ways are best and he knows what's best for us he's so good he's so faithful and I just challenge you and encourage you to trust him with that difficult situation and that difficult person right now press into that press in pray ask him how, how do you want to use this, Lord? How are you going to use this? Because he will. He is a God of redemption. He's our redeemer. He wants to redeem situations. He, he tells us that he works all things for the good of those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. When things don't look good, when things don't feel good, when things don't seem good, we can know that he is good and he is behind the scenes and he is working all things together for our good. So that is my encouragement today. I thank you so much for listening. I want to uh, just challenge you to um, to to think differently today about those situations. And I'm, I'm going to pray real quick. Um, Father, I just want to thank you and praise you for who you are, Lord. I thank you and praise you that um, for every single challenge for every single trial for every single sandpaper person in our life lord i thank you that all of that all of that is under and by your sovereign hand there is nothing that you allow in our lives that uh, isn't ordained by you that isn't um, allowed by you even the even the bad things even the things that we know are probably um I don't know what word to use, but even the things that um, don't seem like they're from you, uh, we can trust, Lord, that you see it and that you will use it and that you will grow us and that you will mature us and that you will equip us 
uh, through those things. You will equip us uh, and make us more like you, mold us more into your image. So I just want to thank you today, even though it seems, Lord, counterintuitive. I want to thank you for the trials. I want to thank you for the people who rubbed me the wrong way. I pray for each and every person listening. If there is if there's an individual in their life who is just like sandpaper and make just making them uncomfortable and itchy and scratchy and irritated, I pray, Lord, that they would begin to uh, allow you to use that person to rub off their own rough edges. Lord, help us to look at ourselves and see, God, what we, what you want to do in us and help us to change our perspective from just asking for these things to be removed, these difficult people, these difficult situations. Lord, help us to press in. God, how do you want us to respond? How do you want uh, us to to lean on you? How do you want us to press into you? How do you want us to depend on you? How can you use these things in our lives to make us more like you, Lord? Let us ask those questions instead of asking um, why, 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 why? Because these things happen and we get frustrated. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Help us to turn to you instead of saying, why is this happening? Help us to turn to you, Lord, and say, what, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to grow? Help us change our perspective, Lord. I thank you, God, for every person listening. I thank you for every challenge in their life, every trial in their lives. I thank you for every difficult person. And I thank you in advance for how you're going to use these things to grow all of us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the powerful, perfect name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Okay, I feel the need to actually add on to this. Uh, as I was re-listening to it, I realized there were there was one other game changer uh, too. In fact, um, I had a friend reach out to me. She knew that I had been struggling. The Lord put it on her heart. Uh, her name is Elena. And the Lord put it on her heart to just ask me how I was doing and how she could pray for me. And then the next thing I know, she is calling me and saying, hey, I'm in the area. Can I come to your classroom and can I pray with you and for you in your classroom? That was huge. Uh, we got. She asked for my class list. We got my class list out. We prayed for each student by name. That was a, a really big deal. And then I have another friend, and this is just so cool how God works. He had my path and uh, cross with another person's path who works at the school. She's an assistant at the school, a PE assistant, and our paths crossed. And we decided that, um, you know, God just showed us. He showed us that we both knew him and loved him. And so uh, we decided that we would start praying together on Friday mornings and just encouraging one another. And she uh, has interceded and prayed for me with me in the classroom. And also she's, the Lord put it on her heart to give me this really neat binder that had a little cover on the front with all these scriptures and all these truths that you know, this class belongs to the Lord, that these children are his, um, they're his masterpieces and that he will equip me to teach them. And I have everything I need to do that and reminded me to cover them with, uh, the, the power of the Holy spirit. And it just, it was amazing when she handed that to me, like he knew that I needed it. And of course it came at the perfect time. So, uh, he's so good to just place people in our paths when we need them. So look around, look for those people, look for the people that, 
want that he will use to encourage you and link arms with you and also be that person when you see somebody who's struggling when you see somebody that you know looks down or despondent or discouraged be that person step in and pray just pray with that person we say a lot i'm i'm so guilty of this oh i'll pray for you but it's better when we don't say i'll pray for you when we just do it just do it just say hey can i pray for you and do it right then and there I know sometimes it feels awkward or uncomfortable, but I've never had anybody say, no, don't, I don't want you to pray with me. So those were uh, the two other things. And so I just, I, I didn't want to um, lose that opportunity to just share that and uh, thank those people as well. So, all right, have a great day. Love y'all.